0: Hello and welcome back to the Age of Empires Definitive podcast. Uh, I'm your host Robert, and I'm joined by Chris. How's it going, Chris?
1: Hi. Uh, yeah, really good. Thank you. How's How's things your end?
0: It's going well. It's going well, and uh, it, it's funny that you mentioned um, uh, we were talking about what we're going to do for the show today, uh, and and I made a little list for you. But um, as 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 we were about to record, uh, currently the two v two World Cup is going on. Yes. Uh, and I just watched a game where someone deleted their town center so they could build one. Oh, that'll inside check that outside another town center. <laughs>
1: <The douche. laughs>
0: it was it was uh, quite quite crazy, quite crazy. Um, yeah, Age of Empires, man. Uh, I will say the first thing that I do want to mention here, off the top, um, is I know for for myself, one thing that I've been thinking about is if there's anyone who is like really an expert, expert uh, that could help, you know help uh, we need to have that one analyst you know on, on the show so uh definitely reach out if that's the case um because that i think that would be nice for both of us um yeah, because we can banter and yeah. <laughs> we can banter we can talk the whole time but uh it, it'd be nice to have someone who's like no you're totally wrong i was even listening back to our, our, our previous episode and i'm like yeah. oh i know i know a hundred percent you know like some of the things we're saying <laughs> <laughs> Are all over the place, but that's the fun of it, is I guess. as well, Yeah, we podcast. we try
1: to caveat it, I suppose. But uh, yeah, hey ho, let's let's see where the madness takes us, and uh, yeah, we'll try try and hold hold back from some ridiculous
0: ridiculous topics, <laughs> but uh, try and keep it pseudo sensible. A hundred um, percent. The one thing I did want to go over actually is one thing that I can talk to, uh, and that's hockeys and using hockeys because I know uh, last yeah. time we kind of we kind of talked about it. Um, and my suggestion? Do Do you know the? I guess the difference between a standard hockey and a grid layout for hockey's?
1: Uh No, I'm I'm literally uh, a few of the very easy kind of you know you're talking shift and control and mm. things like that. So you know garrisoning and and uh, that's pathing, good. All, all the, the basic ones, absolutely fine. But in terms of you know uh, build orders and, and firing out, um, you know I'm I'm, I'm barely even. You know that you can click the button at the top, which is the the age that you're in, and it takes you to your nearest town center. I'm barely even doing that, so I'm not even really toggling effectively between things. I'm having to use the minimap to navigate around and physically click. So, this is. I I don't think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't think the minimap is necessarily a problem. I think uh, sometimes, you know, like, like in an ideal world, you know, you'd have your one, two, three buttons, control groups for your army. Uh, oh, yeah, and then I do that you'd have sometimes. you'd have your your buildings on like four, five, six, seven, eight, or or what have you, or maybe you're tabbing through. Because uh, I know there's different people, but uh, I don't think necessarily clicking the map is, is is the worst. I will say though, it's definitely a lot more efficient to be able to at least you know when you click on a villager. Uh, builds and you know just like click q twice for instance to build house right yeah uh, so so that that is definitely very nice the one thing i did want to say is i think actually in the definitive edition the grid layout is the default which makes a lot of sense um and the grid layout is basically this it's the way you see it on your screen you know you know in like the the i don't know four by four or five by five grid right yep. it corresponds to your qw your, your qaz or your qwer so it's like what your hands doing is physically the placement on on the screen, um, and that tends to be a really big help when you're learning hockeys because uh, you just your your brain is it's a lot easier to memorize um, that than than you know for instance I guess the older hockeys probably before the definitive edition where it's like it might be the first letter of the like a house is H right and then yeah. then your hockeys are all over the place uh, so the grid layout essentially lets you have it your keyboard correspond to what you're seeing on the screen. So that's, I've that's really you. nice. Yeah. 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 It does make sense.
1: And that, that that will almost become a sort of telepathic subconscious language of your own really, won't it? Cause that, that will just naturally fit with where your hand rests. Um,
0: yeah. And it's as simple as, as, as like starting to do it and it feels weird, but the good thing about the grid layout is that because it's visual, I think, I think it takes a lot less time to memorize. Right. I yeah. know when, when I was starting off in RDS, um the <laughs> memorizing all the hockey's like when they're all over the place was a lot harder and, and just this grid layout is no it's is the first one in the row is it the second one in the row and then you just have your fingers kind of correspond to it um okay. and it takes a little bit of time but i think i think even if it's just build villager you know uh-huh, have your yeah. have your uh town center on four or five whatever you choose and then just clicking q instead of clicking the the picture even if you start with that i think that's already well that's uh, one of the the
1: game's sort of biggest glass ceilings really isn't it the difference between the the new and the awful and the, uh, <laughs> the sort of better players is is their ability to keep the town center busy and, and churning out all the time so mm. i think yeah if you can get used to get that on hotkey and keep it going it's it becomes easy whereas it's it's usually at the very start of the game where you've got a very rudimentary build order to get going with i mean it's, it's simple stuff, you know, you, you get a couple of houses up, um, and you, you know, you're allocating villages across kind of food and wood as efficiently as you can. And, and, and just those few basic buildings, it's that stage where there's really no variables and nothing in the way. That's where I really realise how slow just the kind of clicking, this sort of world constrained to a mouse really <laughs> is. And, it, you know, you, you're losing three or four minutes within the first three or four minutes, it seems. And um, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's a big difference.
0: I, I can tell you a hundred percent that if you were ever like, if you started playing this game with a friend, right. You, you know, you, you hop on a steam, there's a one year anniversary. You hear there's a one year anniversary for definitive edition. Um, uh, and you know, you hop on with a friend, neither of you have played before. If you spent like maybe f- if you did the, you know, the basic, you know, 15 villager build opening, uh, or what have you, um, f- if you yeah. practice it three times and you'll learn how to use, you know, hockey's while you're doing it you're gonna be like way ahead of of them you're just gonna have more stuff um so it it's definitely interesting that sense but yeah i i i think i think if you're taking it very seriously then like hockey's are a must 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 like there's no even you know there's no even denying that um i think if you're just trying to get on your friends it might be a nice thing that you know even if it's just let me let me just make sure whenever I build army I use a hockey instead of instead of clicking the button, or when I build a villager I use the hockey uh, that might be a nice start to kind of getting used to them
1: yeah I've got a bit of an opportunity now as well actually i've um, a good friend of mine who's never played before uh, I've per- persuaded him with with lockdown and, and all these things to to give it a go so we had our first game the other day, and you know we we kept it with uh, we were on the same side with with shared line of sight just so that he can maybe pick up. A few pointers off me a bit more quickly. Not that that's necessarily going to teach him anything. Uh, bad bad technique maybe, but um, but that will give me an opportunity to play around with a few hotkeys and things in in the interim. And the worst case is, you know, will be at a similar uh, similar stage of development. So so that's that's an opportunity.
0: If anything, you could probably play against him. And then force yourself to to like use things you're uncomfortable with, like hockey's or. or yeah, yeah, that's a good it, idea. That, yeah. So that you kind of ha- handicap yourself because instead of clicking it, which you're used to, at least it may take some time, but you're used to, you're going to be looking at your keyboard every few seconds. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. I remember way back in the day, uh, this is probably pretty funny, but um, you, you have those like uh, trying to memorize how to like how, how fast can you type kind of things. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I actually, this is this is in line with hockeys as well, but at first, you know, I was always looking at my keyboard, right? But at some point, I actually learned how to type without looking at the keyboard. Um, yeah. And that in itself already helps with hockeys because you're not thinking about it. You're, you know where you are, right? Exactly. You're, you just trust
1: the positioning, yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's these little, uh, actually, if you look at a keyboard now, there's these little, like, ticks on F and J, right? Yeah, yeah. Just and that's it, usually... Uh, that's usually where I have my uh, when I'm when I'm no- normally writing. That's usually where I have my index finger. Right? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. is that the right one? I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm now like right. <laughs> <laughs> ring finger, index. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that's usually where I have it. And the and the good thing is that when it comes to uh, Age of Empires, right? Um. If you look at that F, that row with F. If you put your index finger on there, your pinky is the first one of the second row. Right. Yeah. um and you kind of correspond each of your fingers to to like which which column and which row so it's a it's a it's a nice excel or or, or uh excel spreadsheet or um table I guess in in, in Microsoft Word right if you think okay. about it and you can kind of have every one of your fingers responding as a column um but yeah i think i think takeaway takeaway from this is definitely uh if you are feeling like uh, especially as the game continues you are a little bit out of your depth and there's so much things to do, but you're just taking too much time. Uh, hockeys are going to be a big difference.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think, yeah, you, you can't progress past a certain level unless you are, because ultimately it's a game of how quickly you click things and, and order things to happen. So you can have the the fastest synapses in the world, but if if it's not materializing in actions, then uh, it's not not so good.
0: I, I will say another thing that, that I actually noticed, this is funny that I was talking about this the other day, but... The game, when it gets to the final stage, rarely does does Age of Empires really things stop happening, right? Yeah. Um. Because because you have this conti- almost continuous supply of army that just keeps like going forward and forward, right? In the later stages of the game, um. And and uh, uh, I was just thinking about this because like there are definitely times uh, in other RTS games where you get to that that late late game point and you're like, okay, we both have big armies, and whoever wins this one fight wins, right? Exactly. Um, and, and I think it's a little different. I mean, winning a fight is still huge in Age of Empires, um, but I think the amount of random things that could be happening that you have to control gets more and more exponential as the game continues. I think especially, to,
1: yeah, if it's mm. been quite a passive game and there's there's two economies that are fairly intact, it becomes more like uh, a tug-of-war and an arm wrestle where it's, mm. it's almost... Um, battle of the spam isn't it you kind of get hostile syndrome <laughs> setting in and it's a case of that sinking feeling of this guy there's the, the, units coming at me quicker than i can throw back at them and uh, mm. that's a horrible feeling when it gets to that point
0: um but that, but that's the nature of the game at least something's happening though right yeah there's yeah, definitely yeah. other rts games where it's like there is no fighting right i mean it's literally i mean people like that too people like that positioning and getting that perfect fight uh, yeah. and there's a little bit of that i know I, there's 100 percent. there's a lot of that but there are definitely times where it's like no i just need more units in this one area or else i'll lose you know and just continual exactly waves and, waves.
1: and peace time is the facilitation of more battle time you know you have to be using that to produce and to to tweak and to balance and it's it's not pe you're not really just putting on your farmer's hat and making your base look pretty it's uh it's to be <laughs> It's got to be used and it's ominous because it just means that you're going to have twice the army to fight as soon as you know things get going again so yeah there's never a moment
0: to to sleep but but maybe that's the way to learn the game though to be fair is is you you have your farmer's hat on and you just build an economy yeah and i think, I think that better. yeah that's, that's a basics that um not enough people probably practice but just learning learning how to you know play the first 20 minutes shall we say of every ever yeah game. exactly um, you, you
1: need to become so well versed that it's a if you compare it to sort of sport, it's a, it's a closed mm. skill. It's, you know, you, you, want, you want to be hitting your free throws and things like that in basketball. So it's, it's very similar. Just get that right. And then that's the basis for the, the kind of the unknowns that are, that are to come.
0: A hundred percent. Uh, So actually, with that in mind, I want to talk a little bit about a game that I played yesterday. Oh, yeah. um, so, so I hopped on with a friend and he's like, it was nine in the evening uh, and we... <laughs> it's it's kind of it's kind of funny because because we're like not in the evening so one game <laughs> that that was kind of our our uh our um way of thinking of it yeah no no i mean it, it's just the fact that you it's rarely do i play a game where it's like you know you sit down and you're like okay we have time for one game you know but it's it's right. an hour or over an hour long so that that's kind of funny in in that sense um no we played a 2v2 ranked and um it was a very interesting one and this this kind of brought up a, a tedious task that i am very bad at uh, which is wall building um uh, and yes. it was a very open area and we <laughs> i just felt like i i was just being uh bombarded i think the specifics if they're using guess me also had units that were just really fast and, and getting by me all the time but but it was just it was like, oh, if I actually had just built walls, at the very least, I could contain it to to these walls, right, to this one area. Yeah.
1: It's um, a very, and- very hard skill. It takes a lot of time, a lot of commitment away from other things. And uh, I think maybe you're you've the the two v two. It's it's definitely parallels with the World Cup. I don't know if somebody might have been inspired by that choice. I don't know, but uh, there's been a lot of that going on. You know, even on maps like Arabia, people have been, you know, throwing walls up, and of course the pros make it look easy, but. Um, timing is so important
0: for that and it's like and if you don't do it then then you just get met with these this really tedious task which i had yesterday of it's almost like uh it's almost like doing chores a little bit you're like trying to find these random raiding parties they're just roaming around your back line it's oh, like this yeah. chore you might you might have the army to beat it you might not even have the army to beat it but regardless you're just continuously you know, it's, you have, you have to keep an eye out of where they are and they're just running around, you know, getting rid of all your villagers and stuff. Um, so, so yeah, I had a wild game where I was taking the brunt of that, but the good thing is my teammate I was playing with um, was actually doing quite well. And I think the only reason we won, and perhaps this was cause cause uh, cause my teammate was doing a really good job of counterattacking. Um, but I noticed, especially in two V two, if you can get any moment where there's a large clash of between two armies, um, but you're you know you're the team that has the two right Mm. you're the team that has has uh both your armies together while they only have one person attacking that's when you can really uh destroy it and it was the first time i was actually funny because i played the uh art of war like a little mini game beforehand um where you where you kind of micro around your your units um and so it was the first time that i actually felt like no this was like a giant battle that we won because we both he's like hold it there hold it there okay retreat retreat and we like positioned ourselves to 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 uh, surround the enemy and and really really uh win the fight so um i thought that was really cool because i don't i feel like sometimes maybe because i play a lot of larger games where it's like four v four and there's just mm-hmm. a lot happening but in the 2v2 you could really get that strategic kind of find the surround or find the units yeah. that do well against the units they're sending. And, and I really enjoyed that. Sort of, I've I've
1: noticed a very kind of Lord of the Rings feel about things in that uh,
0: <laughs> you've you've got your, you, you really
1: need the two players to find that balance. Um, can I just ask as well, Were you did you get the sense that the opposition and yourselves, were you coordinating your investments?
0: Um, I think, the, to be fair, I think because in ranked, I don't know if they're on a team or not. I don't think they were i think they were two players that overall were were better than i was yeah not necessarily my friend i think i think they're about the level of my friend um but the truth was it's just that the reason i got run over was because i didn't realize there was a hole. um that oh, he built a whole yeah. uh what's it called for ford ford um barracks and, and, and other stuff uh just just attacked me and i didn't realize it and then he, i got completely run over um but i don't think it was they weren't coordinated and that's that's the one thing that helped with us is i could literally just yell hey i have you know i have the, I have my skirmishers <laughs> which you spoke of last time yeah, because exactly. <laughs> that's all i could afford right I forgive after getting you, ransacked I forgive you. Uh, yeah. um and and so but at the very least you know uh there was one point where i thought we were about to get completely blown out and then I looked at the random army I'd made and it's like, you know, 40 uh, crossbowmen and the skirmishers. I'm like, well, it's something, right? It's definitely something. And exactly. So, Especially
1: uh, if you, even if it's not the strongest army, if it's kind of flirting around their fog of war, then it at least implies that there's some uh, some sort of size and mass to it and something to be scared of and hold back from. So, you know. I think,
0: I think to be fair, it actually worked in my favor that they didn't see it, that they didn't know it was there. Because when they end up attacking my teammate, I came up from behind, right, and then we we mm-hmm. were really able to get that surround. So uh, it's, I think sometimes you you definitely have to be wary of of the different positions of of where players are.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Did did you find yourself in a situation where you were you were kind of going into the same units, or are we talking a level beyond that? I e I, the so the World Cup, for instance, it's been very mm-hmm. clear meta strategy of. Going for knights or something tanky, but obviously requiring a bit more time and investment. And then something ranged, uh, and then playing the two two off each Together. other, like yin yang. Yeah. Did, did you find that you weren't both going all in with supplies, for instance, and uh, finding yourself getting chopped down?
0: Uh, I think I think I think I end up. I mean, not not because we calculated this, mostly because because of out of necessity that I ran out gold. Uh-huh. Um, but I end up i ended up uh yeah going pretty heavy in in just ranged units um in that particular case just the skirmishers honestly but but the yeah it's i don't think we probably could have planned something better we probably could have had a better ar- army composition um but he did have some definitely uh cavalry units that that did help kind of i guess what's the word um make a wall make it like a, a human wall yeah it's a shield
1: thing isn't it yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah exactly I mean, and if they have armor and if they're they have more health then then it actually really works well because uh, you have your ranged units shooting from behind
1: yes, exactly, yes, it's one of the sort of classic combos really um but uh, yeah i mean i, I had a, a quick game I, w- I won't go into any detail with it, but uh, again with with my beginner friend and uh mm-hmm. so first off, I was saying okay well let's let's just I uh, put it on Lombardia um I don't know whether it's a particularly North Italian thing, but it, it seems to start you off with uh two town centers very close together so i thought we uh, were in a better position to be able to fish each other out of problems like share walls and and various things like that so there was a good good kind of starting place but uh i mean it, it was against a computer so shame on me but so i was t- teaching a few things about walling with buildings just to get a kind of bit of an early defense ch- uh, you know channeling the areas that you might be attacked in and we just got absolutely steamrolled um and i this is something i was going to pick up later but have you ever played with a, a treaty in place where nobody can attack each other for the initial period?
0: I think years ago. But yes, they, they have the option where you can do it. Yeah. A...
1: So I threw that on. And um, so all very good, you know, would suit a noob. We can spend a bit of time relaxing, talking about a bit of strategy and stuff. But I actually get the feeling that the way that the computer, the new AI in particular, in terms of <laughs> they just build a huge army that they don't get to fritter. So I'd rather be attacked with four units early on and then it just being kind of a... Rolling tit for tat than have sort of forty five kind of arbal- well crossbows at this point sort of piling in as soon as that's expired. So I ended up like taking my friend who'd never played before into some crushing defeat, and wasting his Friday night. Um, so yeah, we had to try again, and uh, that was a much more like robust uh, attempt. So uh, I, I yeah. will
0: say that that at least for for especially when I'm playing with with uh, players that are just starting off or maybe they haven't played as much. Uh, starting at the very easiest difficulty for the AI, that's that's definitely where I'll start. And then you kind of make it a challenge between yourselves where you're like, okay, can we beat two of this level, or can we beat three of this level? Or let's move up one, right? Exactly, um, I yeah. think I think the AI difficulty, especially between moderate and hard, is a giant increase. Yeah. Um, where it it's kind of funny though, because with ai i think what you realize is if you can just defend long enough you'll eventually win um, yeah
1: and they they tend to have i think they're limited in terms of the number of villages they produce as well so you'll always if you if you're kind of in booming mentality then you will always just surpass them economically if you can
0: survive that long yeah that that makes a lot of sense but yeah i i we we always kind of made it of a game of Of maybe like let's say we play four times over the month every week right it was okay can we can we add or can we go up a level or can we add another ai right to this mix and see see you kind of like challenge yourself almost like a mini missions right can we can we beat this boss that's that's kind of how we approached it so I, i i wonder if you were maybe perhaps on moderate or hard uh, difficulty or um... yeah
1: we were it was moderate i mean it's i think it's, it's effectively it's the time you get to set yourself up isn't it so um i think yeah. yeah it was moderate and we we did we stepped it down and the the gift that gave us was time but i guess i'm i'm sort of i should know better and uh you know well, especially I'm,
0: the first game if you want to talk through how to do everything that you definitely yeah. you definitely want you could almost go play against each other but you don't really attack him. you just kind of run around his base yeah uh, but yeah you could give yourself
1: three hours, make it a real drawn-out thing. Although it did give me the opportunity to live an absolute dream as the Lithuanians. I just basically went around the whole map, stealing all the relics, and I just got a load Ooh, of latest. Nice. So I had Control-1, Control-2, about 25 latest and about 25 nights. So it was just stripping everyone's armor away. And, <laughs> just, yeah, villages were going down. I was, I was kind of maneuvering it so that I was attacking from the inside of the town center. So the villagers were all running away. And that was one particular raid where I, I think I took out a town center with no archer fire because I managed to snipe the sort of seven or eight villagers before I even got to it. So it, it was a bit silly in the in the conclusion. But uh, yes, I think definitely for the next time we'll, we'll be a bit more scientific and just ramp it up a little bit and uh, hope for the best.
0: No, 100%. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I think for myself and my friend I, I we've been playing like these twos ranked games maybe like once a month or, or so. And mm-hmm. I feel this particular game we were definitely on the brink and I'm just like I feel like we're we're almost there where we're about to just be crushed the next game we play because we're not playing enough to, to kind of keep up that level right per yep. se so so <laughs> it's just a feeling of we keep kind of squeaking by but but the uh, the actual you know at, at some point the people who are really starting to rank up that they're they're a little more regular with with how much they're playing although i've been i've been impressed by how much i've i've improved only playing once or once once a week or or once every two weeks Hmm. um maybe maybe i see it because i play so little right maybe that's why i see the improvement even though it's it's relatively minimal but you've still got the glint in
1: your eye you're only having four red bulls a day and it's uh (laughs)
0: that's good that's good um do you want to talk about any specific game because i know you're talking about some strategies when it came to the uh 2v2 world cup which by the way is on t90's channel if you just want to follow age of empires uh you just kind of get his channel and then whenever he's live on the weekend you probably have a turn yeah so exactly. i agree with
1: that <laughs> do what that guy did um and also low elo legends is quite re- relatable so nice uh, i don't want it to be too much of a loving for the man because he's he's got enough followers but uh yes it's been very interesting and uh I've actually I found a bit less time over the last few days to mm-hmm. catch up on it, but certainly the early games I was I was kind of all over. Um, there've been some very interesting games. It's worth pointing out that with uh, I think it's Arabia every to, to start each map uh, each set, and then you've got um, for anyone who isn't, hasn't been with it, mo- most of the maps are fairly familiar for sort of tournament play. Although you do have Nomad and Team Islands in the mix and. Certainly, what I've seen is is if you have a, a matchup of the more a more experienced team versus a, a much less experienced team, um, mm-hmm. a couple of times where the the more experienced team have uh, intentionally thrown in those kind of curveball maps just because they will have come across them before, they will have strategies for them, and they'll know mm-hmm. which civilizations complement them more easily. Um, whereas it's it's kind of yes, you could say it's a bit more of a lottery. But um, the weaker teams tend to be going for things like Chaos Pit, which is, by all intents, a bit of a free-for-all in the middle with the lion's share of the gold outside uh, a circle of wood. So it's been very interesting and seen a couple of steamrollings, um, particularly interesting ones, using those um, kind of curveball maps. But there's one game in particular that, um, that that stood out, and it was, I believe it was Argentina B versus Spain A. I don't know if you caught mm. that, Robert. Did you see
0: that one, No, no, I, I haven't been able to, but... Yeah, okay, so... There's a yeah, lot of games, to be fair. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's, there's been a hell of a lot, yeah. But um, this, this should have been over. I mean, things have been pretty meta so far. It's been a, ca- a case of uh, choosing a good Archer Sieve, usually for Arbs, and then a, a good Knight Sieve, and pairing them up as best you can, mm. um, hoping not to get caught out. And one thing has been the case a few times, uh, the, the weakness of Arborless mobility has been shown up a few times, where... Uh, you know, if there's a counterattack, all of a sudden you've got to turn your attacking party round, troop it back across the map. Mm. Uh, there's been people getting caught out with their archers in the middle of nowhere, um, whilst all hell's breaking loose in a coordinated attack at their own base. But, um, so, is there a
0: point though where you just keep going, right? Where no, they're so far away,
1: yeah. I'd say so, yeah. Just, yeah, you've got loom already, just, just go with it, it's fine, <laughs> but, um. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so in in this particular this this battle of the Spanish speaking, um, so Argentina B in Spain A, um, it was which was Tato and Lan, um, and also it's uh, FedEx and Monos. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Tato, Tato, I know. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard a lot about Tato. or I've yeah. seen him in in a lot of tournaments.
1: Yeah, they've been they're very experienced. They've been playing for a long time. And cutting a long story short, uh, it was it was a good old fashioned build the walls up. Um, Uh, um, just uh, an absolute gutting of the base. I think it was Lan's base got absolutely ripped to pieces. But just to show you, as you said earlier, that there's always something going on in Asian Empires and you need to be, if you have an advantage, you need to be hammering at home. There there came a time where, you know, you had army lazily scattered around, just ripping down houses and farms. Um, Mm -hmm. Lan had long since flown the nest with his last few villagers. What actually ended up happening is, um, so lots of Imperial camels um, for... Who was it? Uh, It was was the Indians, and I believe it was FedEx. But in Mm -hmm. short, because it was a walled base that had basically been hollowed out, um, the Imperial Camels and Ethiopian Arbalests, which is surprising because they're so good, got effectively walled in and absolutely schooled by uh, rattan archers, um, Mm -hmm. kind of on their own. So so by not seizing that momentum, the, the main striking force of the uh, I believe it was the Argentinians, just got absolutely ripped to pieces. And um, from that point, as the gold started to run out, they'd, they'd failed to set up trade whilst whilst the times were good. And um, and then, yes, Spain set up trade routes, gold ran out, everything kind of descended to skirmishes, partly as a, a counter to the, the ratans, But um, by this point, the, the momentum had totally swung and basically gold ran out. So the Indian camels dried up and uh, what was... A great comeback, but still kind of in the balance just became an absolute walk, and uh it's quite amazing to see. So that was my highlight.
0: I, I will say, kind of, kind of speaking of that, I feel like gold is, is really a determining factor in a lot of games, that early yeah. on it's not as important, but as the game continues it's like, the difference between having units that actually effectively do something, <laughs> and having units that don't, is, is your gold income, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's something definitely to be mentioned. Um Yeah, no, I I, I'm seeing, I mean, the nice thing is the sheer amount of games, the, the tough thing is, is that you can't catch them all. But the nice thing is, is I feel like I could just tune in, you know, uh, Saturday and Sunday and just usually catch a, a couple really good games. Um, and that's, yeah. and that's kind of the way to do it. I think, especially at the beginning, uh, I think I'd like to kind of segue a little bit here. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And what you think of maybe the, uh, the series lengths Um are you are you proponent of of best of fives best of threes best of seven? what do you think when it comes to age of empires what what kind of this series length should be to kind of get the best team for sure because i think early on it's really obvious but later on you know best of three
1: that that's very short
0: yeah i i think this tournament is best of five though right so Hmm, it is yeah i think
1: for me in in very very short i think it's uh, it's a balancing act, and that is between mm. you want it to be short enough so that a win means something you don't want to be mm. up against norway a over a seventeen match series because you know how many times are you you're not gonna get nine one off genius performances that like you know um <laughs> over overall their kind of meta um so yeah. it's i think it's important that the um where a, a country that might be less experienced or has some slightly crazier tactics, if, if they get a win, it's nice that it means something um, and that it's not immediately steamrolled by statistics and just people being better over a period of time. Um, but similarly, it's I think it's important with so many sieves, there are so many different uh, matchup combinations and tactics. So mm-hmm. I think it could be, you know, if you were, you've you got a few good, good tactics up your sleeve, maybe you want to save them for later rounds or certain matchups. And all of a sudden, you lose the first game, and if it was a best of three, all of a sudden you're you're feeling you've got to go safe and go for something that's a bit more meta, a little bit less interesting, and mm-hmm. your your whole strategic balance between the two of you and what you deploy, um, you, you kind of you're just chasing shadows, and you, you're not able to <laughs> really try these things out. So I think there at least needs to be a fight five, five and seven works for me because if there's five, a you need to have a bit of a float, so you can say, okay, this didn't work, let's. Try something else. And then if that doesn't work, you know, you've still got options to go with um, to try and catch them out. It makes it more interesting.
0: And I think definitely the volatil- volatility of a 2v2 matchup does allow for there to be more upsets, right? Yeah. Um, I think in particular, if you know one player on the other team is stronger, uh, that might be the player that you want to. I guess I guess target or maybe target target the weaker player and then get to that two v one thing, right? That might be something you're thinking about uh, yeah. as you're playing. Uh, there's definitely a lot of let's team up on one player and get them out of the game as fast as possible. Absolutely. That's definitely a common yeah. common thing. I will say to the three uh, you know, best of five format, it still seems like most games in these early stages have been three O's, right? Like if, if if I look at the scores, uh, most games do go three O or or three one. Yeah. Uh, not that many closer ones. But we also have to remember that, especially some of these B teams, right? Um, you might have players who are just, you know, playing for fun and they decided that, you know, they're like, they might be pretty high ranked, but they're not playing anywhere near, you know, what what a, what a Canada A or a Spain, Spain oh, A yeah. is, is uh, just playing just happy to be at, right?
1: there, really, aren't they? I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of, these guys have got so much experience of playing in these tournaments under the pressure and, you know, even the turnover times and getting... Getting your, uh, you know, getting your family to stay away at the right times, things like that. I'm sure people like Hera, it's not a problem because he's done it so many times before. Everybody's pretty well drilled. But um, I think a, a lot of these early turnovers are because of the way that the groups have been set up, not as a round robin, but just to really uh, make a good, clear difference between that second and third spot. And because you get you get the kind of winner versus loser, don't you? Which is quite a nice structure. Um, and I think to facilitate that, you get the the highest seed versus the lowest seed in the first game. Mm. Uh, and I think the thinking is you're kind of teasing at that second versus third early on already. So then then you can kind of, re-com- you've got enough, by saving a fixture, you can then recompare yeah. second versus third and really get a true uh, winner going through, which I kind of like the idea of. Um, mm-hmm. No,
0: it's definitely great. And I think the one Age of Empires is such an interesting scene in general because it feels like it has so much longevity, right? I'm not mm-hmm. expecting at any point, you know, you know, there'd be a million players playing Age of Empires, but, you know, who knows? Um, but I feel like the one thing when it comes to these tournaments is there's a feeling almost of stabilization, right? There's regular tournaments, there's regular player spools, right? you know, we're not going to get a uh, hundred players that are able to play this full time. Perhaps we can, but, but, you know, I don't think there's that many players that are, they're playing this full time, full time, mm-hmm. but there's definitely very competitive players, right. That, that are able yeah. to compete. Um, and we have a lot of tournaments happening and it just feels like there's a regular tournament almost every couple of weeks. Right. Um, And that's definitely nice to have. Right. It, I, I've been in, or I've I've known know of scenes where right it just goes away or they even have regular tournaments but after a while you know whether it's prize pool whether it's just lack of interest there's not enough people watching right but Age of Empires is is definitely a, a very unique case uh, when it comes to um, probably just an older audience that's very you know uh, can enjoy just just watching and playing and 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 it's it's nice in that sense that I feel Absolutely. like. You know, uh, especially T ninety, right? It's almost it's almost weird to have the one person that that kind of represents uh, a lot of the scene, but it, it's nice as well because it, it kind of centralizes a lot of the um, the scene in that sense, right? You yeah. Just there's only one, one, one person to follow. I mean, there, there's also a couple more. Okay, I shouldn't say that, but there's there's one person that's well and above. You know, is organizing most of the things in the scene and there's high high prize pools and you just follow them and uh you should be good right it's mm-hmm. it's definitely nice because it, it it doesn't skew it keeps your player base and your fan base kind of together
1: definitely and it is it's great the extra exposure that things seem to be getting at the moment um the the chat and he is very good at acknowledging the chat and and thanking people for things and Keeping those guys happy, uh, which is great, because that's effectively the talent pool. Even if it's someone useless like me that might just be showing their sort of sixteen-year-old son or has become their new competitive sport watching when things have been closed down over the last year. However it pans out, the chances are that the next batch of talent that's going to come through this game will be at some stage sitting there watching, absorbing tactics, um, and just mm-hmm. basically how it works, and just thinking things, absorbing things. Um, there's so much more uh consumable content out there that that's that really is going to breed quality and reduce the gap between, you know, maybe ten years ago you might have the, the top player who would be attending, you know, the these kind of game meetups and conferences and tournaments all over America and the world. they going their set of experience is going to be so much different from you know, somebody who's who's not watching pros play, not learning these tips and just having to go mm. off their own talent. Um is so much better connected and more um conducive to improvement
0: and and right now it's it's very interesting- i mean we we've always. i think everybody knows that a o e two is is the the game of choice right for people that follow age of empires when it comes yeah. to a competitive scene mm-hmm. um i don't think there's any denying that um however, i will also say that maybe there's a big you know a o e four has been teased for years now right <laughs> i believe so mm-hmm. um and I think they just went through the last batch. I think AOE three just had their definitive. I, I may be wrong here. Uh, yeah. When did their definitive edition come out? I'm trying to remember here. It was, a, uh, was it a few October fifteenth. Yeah. Eighteen. Oh,
1: very recently.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. No. Now. Now I'm looking at the original date. Uh, I think it's the fifteenth. I think it's the fifteenth on Steam. Um. So. So that is. I mean. I kind of feels. I mean, the hope is because it's been announced AOE four that that it was happening, right? The hope is maybe whether it's next year or what have you, that might be another big push to to kind of have an RTS, a competitive RTS within the scene, um, because it's been it's been a while, I think, since since there's been any new RTS game that's really, you know, how do you get? Uh, this is the hardest part though, right? How do you get? you know, the 16-year-olds, the 15-year-olds the to play the game, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've, they've got no
1: um, sort of, um, what's the word I'm trying to say? There's no nostalgia there for them. There's no, and that, that's a hook for a lot of people. And it was for me, getting back into something I used to play a lot mm. when I was younger. Um, but by luck, it was the thing. I, I mean, it was the thing I was playing when I was younger. So I don't see why anybody would kind of mine the back catalogue and pull their dad's computer game out when they're you know, they're getting their rocks off in 3D on Fortnite every week, and you know technically those game the games that are around now are slicker. So, well, uh,
0: that's that you know that's that's the kind of hope is that you you get this new audience of of I guess history nerds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking at AOE four, like the, the, the I mean, I think there is there's a possibility. I, I think more than anything, and this has always been the case, is the difficulty level is something that's. A lot harder to overcome these days right if okay. if you were if you're asking in two thousand and five right like there's a new RTS game well everybody knows how to play or knows of or, or kind of knows the basics right to whatever degree at least they have an intro right but i I highly doubt you know a thirteen year old at this point would know um much when it comes to how to control units in an RTS game right unless yeah. their parents played it of course which is another you know conversation right we're, we're slowly getting to the point with with a lot of these age of empires games where uh you know we'll have we'll have probably that next generation right the same thing that kind of happened in uh in korea when it came to brood where you know uh starcraft one the original is getting you know all this all this uh streaming attention because it's people like the next generation already it's the uh The kids of the people who watched in 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 2001 right so yeah
1: well I think there was almost a dark age for these kind of games and don't don't get me wrong I I had a kind of period away from RTS gaming and gaming as a whole really um just due to my own sort of circumstances and you know direction whatever but um so I'm I'm, I may be wrong on this but I feel there was a bit of a uh, against your intuition there was there was like um a dark age of rts games maybe 10 years ago we could have been having this discussion and for me i i put it down to sort of processing power of computers got a lot better so we had very nicely balanced games that were not overly reliant on the graphics they were nice to have um remember thinking commandos i know it's not true rts but commandos 2 things like that they were actually really pretty games and same with age of empires 2 but then all of a sudden they decided to put things in 3D, where you can use the scroll wheel to get closer and away, and it's really started faffing around with the formulas of the games, the things that made mm-hmm. them great and popular, and and just changed them irreparably. And and um, for me that was kind of the death knell. And I kind of thought nothing new is coming out, and I've got my favorites. I mean, and 20 that's I leave it. Yeah, let, let's
0: let's be honest. 2012. Um starcraft was probably the last year that i could say there was a an rts that was the biggest thing on twitch right yeah um so so i would say there's an eight-year gap where i mean it's not like the it's kind of funny because i don't think necessarily the scenes have shrunk all that much uh from 2013 right shall we say or or the time after the peak right it's been the same scene and that's really nice because there's some consistency like i was talking with this game right um but it's getting the new players that's always been the case Um, i think definitive edition is really nice because you have that kind of hd uh it it just looks a lot nicer that's definitely a big help it doesn't Um, feel
1: outdated in any way does it it's it's uh, no
0: no right now it feels like like it is I mean, and the fact they just added a lot of quality of life things, like like the uh, the the way they've redone control groups and stuff. Because if you if you remember back to the original game, you know shift shift clicking and and all those things was not <laughs> yeah. things that th- things that became regular were not there yet in in the, the original chewing farm things streams. like that. That
1: was yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, what a waste of time thinking back. I mean, <laughs> how many like inane clicks of the mouse must there be? But um, yeah. Just think that makes no. This is good. good. Yeah. This is good. Mm.
0: Okay, I think I think we'll end it there. I think that was some some great discussion we got today. Um Like I said, we'll, we'll meet back some point within within the next month um, yeah sorry about
1: were... that i just just for anyone who's listening i i do lead a somewhat of a chaotic life with a a little little son and uh I'm, i've been really bad at getting back in touch so i apologize
0: if if you ever oh, no 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 on,
1: on content or or timing then that's probably down to me so send the hate do, mail do... the anthrax mind <laughs> that's fine. uh
0: i do not worry at all uh like i said there there is another podcast that i am busy with as well so um that's probably another reason why i'm also suggesting uh, finding a third um because it might be nice to have kind of rotating schedules or or what have you um and if someone is you know maybe a high elo player like near the 2000s and they just love to talk then then it would be great to have them on and, and really blow our minds i do because uh, that, yeah. that 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 would be great um but yeah i think it was a great show and uh maybe maybe next time we're on who knows if we'll be on to the next tournament or whether we'll be Uh, recapping the finals finals for uh the 2v2 world cup because the the 2v2 world cup does end on the 20th of december so perhaps we'll aim to to have a little recap of that uh, in the next show that might be nice
1: that sounds fun and i'll I'll keep you all updated on how my protégé is getting on and you never know i uh, i might end up uh, having a game against robert at some point that could be quite fun and uh, i'm sure that i've been thinking this
0: i was actually thinking about this um Maybe, i think it's a little early but i think definitely maybe maybe if uh the the continuous support kind of grows cuz i i was i mean i i told chris um and i was very impressed by the amount of people that listened to our show because i don't think i promoted it i'm pretty sure i didn't promote it i'm pretty sure i just put it on the feed and kind of wanted to see uh what uh what people's appetites were but there there was there was a little bit of a hunger so uh, i'm very excited so if we continue to to grow and, or at least have very regular uh uh listenership uh i think sometimes in the future I think we can make a whole stream of it of us playing uh, maybe a a best of five or something. That'd that'd be, g- that would be, be fun. good
1: fun. Yeah, I don't think um, they do militia with enough melee armor to um, to take on your paladin. So we'll we'll <laughs> see how get on. But uh, I might get a new nickname, Feudal Chris, or something like that. We'll see.
0: But yeah, uh, no, that'll be good. All right, thank you all. Uh, we shall we shall hear from you next time. I hope all of you have a great one. And uh, bye bye. Take it easy.